0: Yes, dear, your slave. You the freedom of a choice. It doesn't this do
1: Awesome, guys our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode this is dave vicious along with just the total package craig the british bulldog the nature boy joe bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling no inside sources no ties to the industry just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you today's topic Forgotten factions to uh, three. It's hard to talk in this. By the way, this is really difficult. My apologies for audio fans. Give us a listen to Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel. On social media, can you help Jess out and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at owb Twenty Nineteen, or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. Otherwise, nails is coming for you. Um, what what's happening, guys? I, this is.
2: Dave, this it's the 1992 robots. Nails. Thank you. It's the only
1: <laughs> but, nails Jess, specific. Specific. but
2: Jess, he was only in WCW, or WWF in 92. Uh, he was in WCW in 93 as the prisoner. Oh, wow. So this ah, is 1992. Little nails.
1: known facts.
0: Yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah. this is the 2022 Halloween episode. This is the third one, I believe, that we've done. Uh, I think so, so. So, folks listening just on audio only, we've got uh, 1992 Nails as <laughs> Jess. Uh, Dave, why don't you explain who you are for the good folks at home on um, the radio? It
1: might come through. I hope it comes through. I should have got the better wig. But, hey, um, I think when Kurt Angle started losing his hair and they decided to do a hair versus hair match and Kurt Angle loses his hair and he still doesn't accept that he's lost his hair and puts on wrestling headgear with a wig to show that he still has hair was one of the funniest moments in wrestling for me because <laughs> I'm a big Angle fan. And so I am wearing my Kurt Angle wrestling gear tonight. Uh, even though this is my real hair. It, you
3: know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, and uh, Joe, your perfect your explanation
0: was perfect.
3: Uh yeah, I'm uh, coming to you this evening, also uh, uh, era specific. Uh, I'm a NWA fan from 1987. <laughs> <laughs> which if you have any doubts
0: you look at any clash of champions or any <laughs> nwa event and it pans the crowd joe is right there with like high high, high jeans and a really bad t-shirt
3: uh, rock and mullet budweiser budweiser shirt a bad t-shirt well, Arn a Anderson, t-shirt the, the Arn Anderson, Anderson shirt. sunglasses yeah man oh yeah yeah
1: man
0: and i am coach uh ted lasso but i'm coming off a little more mike dicka to be honest but uh, hey,
1: hey 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 coach I, I just had a bad moment. Can you tell me what to do? I, I missed that shot, Coach.
0: Hey, a little down. Why well, beat yourself up? Hey, you know, Mike Tyson didn't make a million dollars by by punches alone. Sometimes, sometimes he hugged folks too. So, hug yourself <laughs> and be the champion you
1: are. I thought you were gonna give me the goldfish speech again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what the happiest animal in the world is? It's a goldfish. Ten second memory. Be a goldfish. Be a goldfish. Life lessons all abound. yeah ted lasso will 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 heighten your spirits. so i tell you what if you're not watching that you need to just why are we doing some forgotten factions on this halloween special
2: i don't know part three it's like a sequel horror sequel horror sequels
1: usually come in threes
2: Because teams are important. Because being a good team. Threes and then they also can go to ten. I don't know. It happens with all of them. (laughs) (laughs) The good ones do. Yeah, the third one's always the last one or the final impact or the final challenge. And then, like, after that, they're like, well, we're going to do, like, seven more.
1: Because they're cheap and they'll make us a lot of money. That's that's the ultimate answer.
0: To be a good faction, you have to believe, okay, in your team and the guy next to you to your left and to your right. Yeah, and the guy, you're, you're kicking the teeth. It's out. Becoming a good, uh,
2: a good little thing for us here too. We, uh, God, fuck. I'd written down. I'm not even going to find this. I try right now. I would written down all the factions that we recovered in episode one, two, and three. Uh, some of those include Dangerous Alliance, uh, Right to Censor, uh, the York Foundation. Um, so this could be a combination of like cool factions that we forgot about, or just like factions that suck. But I mean, they're funny to mention. So it could be yeah. anything really.
1: And by the way. We're seeing a ton of new factions come through in WWE.
2: That's kind of what thought me. And AEW is very faction heavy and now WWE is going to factions. So uh, I figured it was very appropriate because there's factions all around.
1: Yeah. Let's jump right in. Our first faction we're going to talk about is Aces and Eights. They were in TNA from 2012 to 2013. Initially consisting of a group of masked wrestlers before their identities were revealed. It had the gimmick of an outlaw motorcycle club. You had to choose road motorcycles they have the in. they, they were is, is that cut are you talking about cut jeans what is that
2: i don't know i considered deleting that because i didn't know what it is so i can't make fun of you for not saying it and it hurts right. me and oh I
0: it's a no it. it's a cut like sense of anarchy was a cut i didn't yeah, know it was like, okay. i didn't know it was spelled that way but it's like a cut all right there you go when you was, get patched
2: was,
1: in knowledge this podcast today, why i left you
2: know? it in like i was saying
1: before <laughs> you wear it, I have to it pee it, rub shit on <laughs> The name of the hoopla. stable is referenced to the two-pair uh, poker hand known as the Dead Man's Hand. The stable debuted on June 14th of 2012, episode of Impact Wrestling, with three masked wrestlers attacking Sting as he discussed his induction into the TNA Hall of Fame. There's always somebody quick. messing with Sting.
2: We're gonna come. We might have already started, but depending on what like time span, there might be a time where we don't cover anything without Sting's name in it. That's how long Sting's been in shit. And this was just 2012. Like, but there's gonna be a time where we're going back. We're gonna be like Clash of the Champions 1988. Sting took on. I'm like, so we just said we just mentioned Sting in 2012. Uh, We mentioned him in 1988, and he's still fucking part time wrestling today. Yeah. Wow. It's
1: it's crazy. It's absolutely wild
2: we'll just be reading random notes and just, after attacking sting it's like a oh, fucking sting is here
1: at this point yeah he's everywhere. what's he doing sting
2: is everywhere. He's, this is one of you know i, right I want to read the notes but like thing. i know a lot of people uh uh conrad always talks about it because he does a podcast with jeff Jarrett, and there's there's an actual hashtag lol tna and people like to look back on tna and go fucking lol tna like and i'm like dude no tna like look like they kind of remind me of AEW or AEW reminds me of them in a sense. I know that Tony Khan has a lot more money and Jarrett was from the beginning just scraping and then he met the Carter sure. family, you know, and all and got some money from them sort of pushed out of his own company. Sadly, um, I would like to do like a legacy of the TNA one day. Cause it actually is really interesting. Um, Conrad and uh, um, Jarrett cover it, you know, part by part every week, uh, for the most part about how he got his first funding and how his dad was involved. But you know, there were some cool, bright spots for TNA. They were different, and they were not the WWE, and that's what we wanted. We were missing that after WCW got bought out, and ECW went out of business. You know, it's never good just to have one promotion. And they were that secondary promotion. As small as a faction of an audience that they had, like, compared to WWE, it's still... I watch them all the time, you know, and that's I mean, why I really uh, like... Hey, for,
3: for, for being a, like like, a, you know, a, a, a distant secondary promotion to still have the names Hulk Hogan and Sting and Kurt Angle... And Even like, yeah, the Dudley boys and I mean,
2: Booker, yeah, Booker T, Kevin Nash like went through there. Like Everybody went through there. So it's cool. And I, I really liked this faction. Actually, it was really cool. It was something, you know, the Hogan and Bischoff era really didn't do so much like what they thought. And like, they finally stumbled upon something. And Dave's going to read on how they would leave clues every week. And so you were like, it's episodic television now. It's not the wrestling that we grew up with. It's not like superstars where it was pre-taped and it was sort of an info commercial to get you to go to the live shows. This is 2012 and 13, where the whole goal was to get high ratings for your TV show. And I mean, if you went to house shows great, but it was really just to get you to tune in again and again and again. And that's what I really, I liked this stable. I thought it was fun and it was something new. It, it ended not so great, but at the same time, like I remember the buildup and every week going, Oh, that's cool. Like i wonder who's under the mask and, you know, everything. So it was, it was, I really liked it.
1: On the July 5th episode of Impact Wrestling, an unnamed man delivered an envelope to the team, a general I'm manager, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> containing a photograph of Aces and eights playing cards and the note reading.
0: It's Andre's shirt, week, brother.
1: Also saying, we're not cowards. We've got something for you, Hogan. Wait and see. Whoa. After weeks of attacking... It's overacting. Names,
2: I'm brother, sure you, I don't even have to like, see the scene to be like, go... He's like, oh, oh. like, he's, you yeah. know. He never 28? wore glasses. He never he not wore glasses just so they wanted like,
1: Can he try to do this? And it wasn't my time. I was
0: messing up the mic. This is a dead man's hand. A cursed hand. He's
3: over poker. the top. Gives everything away. But it's a secret faction. It's like, shit, I'm all getting shot. Bro. But surprises
2: every week, huh? No.
1: $100 bills were falling out of his Crunch pocket, sell. brother. Sell it, brother. <laughs> How much for <laughs> the plastic surgery, brother? How much does the
3: plastic surgery cost? I you I can
1: see, you see the Harley know, tracks, brother. brother. <laughs> Joe, I love you for that, man. After weeks of attacking certain TNA stars, Aces and Aates wrestled its first match at the Bound for Glory pay-per-view on October fourteenth, two 2012, where two unnamed wrestlers of the stable defeated Sting and Bully Ray in a no-disqualification he- tag-team match to win unfettered Access to the Impact Zone. Aces and Aids had agreed to leave TNA if they had lost, by the way. Uh, They won following interference from two other members of the stable, one of whom was subsequently unmasked and revealed as Devon, a member of the TNA roster and former tag team partner of Bully Ray. Um, We've seen that before, but they always get back together. It's fine. Devon was the first member of Aces and Eights to be formally identified by TNA, and identified himself as Sergeant at Arms. On October 18th of 2012, Wes Briscoe was revealed as a member called a Soldier, and on November 1st, Joseph Park unmasked a member, revealing him as Drew Hankinson. He was renamed DOC, the Director of Chaos. The following members were revealed over the following months. Uh, Garrett Bischoff was a Soldier. Doc was a Soldier. Nux was a soldier. Taz was a spokesperson. d Brown was the VP. You can see why this started to only last a year. At the lockdown pay-per-view on March 10th, 2013, Bully Ray was revealed as the president of Aces and Eights and would win the TNA Heavyweight Championship. You should have uh, not buried that lead. Mr. Anderson. So funny
2: you fucking say that because, like, I remember not even thinking about it kind of. And then like, when I read it back, I'm like, Devon was the first member. Of course he was. I you know, he. like, God damn it. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Of course he did. Goosebumps. What the hell have we just witnessed? they oh, are For forcing. Oh,
0: yeah! Yes! Yes! Oh,
3: Look at the face of Hulk Hogan. looks he absolutely heartbroken. What the hell have we witnessed? Oh,
0: heavyweight champion, Bully Ray! i tell you what you witnessed! Sickening is
1: what it is! You it's disgusting! <laughs> B.S. You witnessed history, my friends! Uh, Mr. Anderson was announced as the second VP of the group, replacing d after losing a Loser Leaves TNA match to the Main Event Mafia in the 10 man Tag. Man, this is messy. There would be dissension between Anderson and Bully in late 2013, At Impact Wrestling Turning Point, Anderson defeated Ray in a no-disqualification match. Due to the stipulations of that match, the stable was disbanded. The following week, a funeral segment for the group was hosted by Anderson. All
2: right. It started out so promising, and then it just went... Like, yeah, they just... Because I guess if you don't have, like... And this had Bischoff written all over it, you know, or at least helping the creative here, you know, because it was kind of an NWO kind of thing, you know, where it was like every week, let's see what you have to tune into Nitro every week to see like what we're going to do. Yeah. So I appreciate that aspect of it. But yeah, if you're not going to have like a, a wrestler jump ship from WWE and come over here and him be the, vice, the president of the company. I mean, look, I like the bully ray character. and when he separated from Devon and he became a singles wrestler, I liked the bully ray character. It was really just a bully, like at first. And then, like he started, uh, you know, the whole thing here. They even had a fucking wrestling wedding where he married uh, Brooke Hogan and he was supposed to be a face the whole time. So they did things to make it to make it look like bully was upset that Devon was part of the group and bully was a face and all that stuff. And of course, like when he turned, it was like, well, of course, like that was like the thing the whole time. So they tried you got to give him uh you got to give him a, a for effort on this one but yeah uh, and keep yeah. in
0: mind this is during the height of Sons of Anarchy good point on TNT. So that was until 2014. This was 2012 and it probably peaked here. So the way they actually did like jumped in members and sergeant at arms and patching and cuts and that kind of thing and kept with it because biker gangs traditionally in wrestling have been piss poor and terribly do you know, Harristons yeah. and, and doa and anyone with like a leather uh, leather jacket but it's always too bad
3: because it was a, it's a good gimmick you know it's yeah a good, I, th- I think yeah, when done, done right, like, right
0: like this is a gang and i admittedly i did was not a tna fan i did not watch a lot of aces and eights but um from all accounts like from their branding and the angles like for what it was was uh was great I think but the like only
2: thing that would have got factions, this angle too. over is if you could actually have the biker taker drive down and be the president. That might have <laughs> been the only thing that would ever get this angle over.
3: Right. Uh, but a lot so, of times with these big factions, whether it's NWO or Aces and Eights or a variety of other things, like you have to have at a certain point you have to have an end point where the group just dissolves and breaks up, and you have to kind of like have an ending point. And so, so often a lot of times you know, with these bigger factions, there's no because there's no set ending point or ending point written into the into the into yeah. the storyline it just
1: well, it, WCW, it, it just filters
3: WCW, you know WCW. just kind of like like yeah. clubs and like yeah clubs away and it looks you know and like it ends up being like a schmaz finish and yeah you don't get any payoff out of it
2: yeah and i think it's weird i don't know so i don't know uh, and maybe i don't think they've done an ace and aces and eights on the 83 podcast yet to get bishop to talk about. i don't think they've done that yet maybe they have fuck i don't remember but uh, if they did i want to go back and listen to it because it almost seems like the way this was written out, I mean, maybe they were they were doing a lot of it by the seat of their pants to see who got heat and what worked, which is fine. But I'm wondering if, like, and again, Bischoff to this day will be like, I wasn't in creative in TNA. I was like, totally, yeah, you never had any input, right? Like, nobody ever listened to you. Like, they just paid you a lot of money and you did nothing? Come on, Bischoff, like, stop it. Like, stop being afraid to say my shit sucked a lot. You know, but I got some good things in there. But I'm thinking, like, the way the ending was written, I think with the Aces and Eight, they almost wrote it all the way through. To end because they felt, well, we never ended the NWO, and that was kind of the big mistake. But I guess if you never really can have a big reveal, and like Dave said, we all love D'Lo Brown. But if you take the mask off and oh my God, this guy's gonna be the vice president. Oh, D'Lo Brown is the vice president. I mean, how far are you gonna leap up to make your president? You know, I mean, yeah, Bully Ray is an upgrade, but at the same time, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, if the vice president was bully ray, then I'd be like, oh, who's the president? It's gotta be bigger than that, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it'll be sting. But uh, but yeah, like <laughs> but I mean, like it's just it's weird. It's like yeah, when your vice president is fucking D-Lo Brown, and I love D-Lo, I'm just like, okay, how much how much higher can you go? Like
0: yeah, yeah,
2: you know, that's it. Yeah, the vice president's not going to be D-Lo Brown, and the president's not going to be fucking Undertaker. Like it's not going to happen that way. Like it's not going to oh. there's not going to be that big of a leap.
1: Let's jump to our next faction. We got Val
2: Venus, huh? <laughs>
1: <Okay>. X Factor <laughs> in WWF from uh, 2001 to no further. It was less than a year. But X Factor was a professional wrestling stable in the World Wrestling Federation, led by X-Pac, that featured Just Incredible and Albert. Very promising in my mind. Uh, the faction was met with some success. X-Pac winning the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship twice, the WCW Cruiserweight Championship once, and Albert winning the WWF Intercontinental Championship at one time.
2: Just Incredible. So what about where's my title? They're like, you
1: know,
2: <laughs> <yeah>. Come <laughs> on, you, man! I'm, I'm incredible. Uh, the match play for my was jeans?
1: formed on the February 12, 2001 episode of Raw is War when Justin Incredible made his WWF debut, saving X-Pac from an attack by Ravel Chris Jericho. X-Pac Incredible formed a tag team, and soon afterward, Albert joined the faction as its enforcer. During the Alliance storyline, Incredible would join the ECW faction and silently leave the group. And after losing their respective titles, X-Pac would be injured in October of 2001 and that group would split up honestly very promising but then other storylines overtook injuries happen um and by the sure way i c- i
2: can't just give you all corn you know like on one episode i got to throw in uh, an x factor in there right i can't i can't we right. need we want to have a part 4 5 and 6 of uh, front and faction so i can't just yeah. you know throw the juice throw out, out
0: there like, big lump. yeah, long, <laughs> yeah.
1: incredible Impressive in this six-person tag team
3: matchup over. i'm telling you all well, these three superstars
1: are going to be a force to record i think it's Credible, and alvin i just like the look at them.
2: yeah no it was i mean it was fun it was never meant to be more than like a lower card mid uh lower lower card faction but that's why i liked kind of like the york foundation and like uh, groups like x factor and stuff like that like it was uh, groups were fun
0: when Jess shared the music <laughs> said, video, like, sorry, Joe, go ahead. Yeah, I, know, in
2: the in like the a, notes you
3: I sent like, the lyrics. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, like, yeah, yeah. For every four horsemen, you have to have a varsity club. You know, <laughs> well,
2: well said. Yes, yeah, some but what some wrestlers like guys. what? What would just incredible have done in the yeah. WWF if you, you he didn't get put in? Effect. Nothing. Or you what, you gotta, or like it's
3: a way it's a way to introduce them into to get some traction or whatever.
0: The Dungeon of Doom walked so the NWO could run. <laughs> that's that's beautiful thank you we should have ended the episode with that
2: that's
3: good
0: uh, brilliant i but so jess shared the youtube the titantron for x factor and i was i played it and i kind of laughed and it was very still jim johnson and very still x pac and i was like
3: i don't remember
0: this shit at all yeah right yeah, but like, like oh man I had, a, like, I had
3: to go watch it like i had to go watch a bunch of youtube s- stuff today about about x factor and like his big promo where he's like i used to be the one two three kid how am i supposed to get any respect yeah blah 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 you know and it was like i mean that's fair these are legit it's arguments fair point, but you're and that'd be a pretty solid promo
0: but uh but yeah. oh is that what it started with he said he
3: got no respect yeah it was basically yeah, the others it, it was a promo about when he when he started in 93 he was the one two three kid and like. He was he was beating these people, and he was like talented, and they you know he was just he wasn't making the money, he wasn't getting whatever, blah blah blah, because he was getting overlooked because he was a kid, and now he's back, he's an X Pac, and
2: you know, and he and he totally skipped over being a part of the NWO and DX, and then now he's an X Factor member. That's,
0: I was yeah. just going through that in my head. I was like, oh, wait a second, I'm right over. Timing, the timing. <laughs> like, you know, here's the story of my life, and nothing
2: else matters. I was the one two three kid, I got no respect, yada yada yada, and now here I am in the X Factor.
3: Like totally. Then, then I like, just then I just added those numbers up and became a different character and yeah. left the I actually like i felt like it was like one of those moments i when i when i realized that six was just one two three added up it was like uh <laughs> it was like one of those i was zero i was zero to, uh days old or zero you know i was zero when i found this out
1: i was today years old
3: i, yeah, I was today years old when i when i found this out i'm like oh, i think shit. i need to do an I got, episode i didn't of, never like, see that most uh
2: I've been thinking about doing an episode on like most clever nicknames or whatever. And really, that might be the most intricate one because I've heard two parts. I've heard that where you add up three, two, one, and it's six. But I've, he was also the sixth member of the NWO. So he's six. And I was like, fuck, like that's blowing my mind right now. Like, and so it, it, I don't it, think it, anyone's it, ever it, revealed like
1: guess who put what together, it was. Both those things, it was Razor.
2: Probably was, he was
0: like, yo, do the math, bro. And he's like, yeah, oh, fuck.
2: I And you were <laughs> the
1: sixth <laughs> member. Oh, wow, yeah,
0: Trace, Cuatro, Cinco. What?
3: One
1: of those like six. So, <laughs> so what's up,
0: Paul? Can you help me like, listen,
2: Mike. He's like, Why okay. you why are you talking like razor backstage? He's like, I don't know, Mike. Scott, why don't you listen?
0: <laughs> no, God, you you just trying to, to eat. Are you, are you hungry, Scott? No, man. I famished, man. Oh,
3: Scott. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just had doing? some free holes. It's like, no, what do you no, doing? Scott. Home? You don't even what do you stop? You're from Scott.
3: Minnesota, dude. Yeah, not even true why are you talking you like that? Just <laughs> Where us?
0: To Scott. What do you want to eat? Oh. Let's find a taco here. Let's find a. <laughs>
3: Just... <laughs> I would even take a Taco Bell, yeah, man. Scott, it, steady's okay. Scott really had the worst Whole thing ever.
1: Know,
2: I've heard of method acting, but come on, man. Stop <laughs> that. Not even. Not even. Nash help me out, Those and Dash comes in. He's all. Brr, brr, he's like, fucking. Never mind. Like, I'm gonna go eat by myself. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I need to use the banjo. You hold my chains. Something <laughs> happened to these chains. Something wow, right. going to happen to you. <laughs> Scott. It's getting.
1: It's getting, uh, it's getting a little go film. take a, a shit, of Scott. Speaking which, the, <laughs> the filthy animals, WCW from 1999 to 2001. This has a little bit of meat on it.
0: This was,
2: was for fun.
1: For the stable. This was WCW's good. version of the World Wrestling Federation's D-Generation X.
2: Well, except that I read that since so I'm like, mm, they probably shouldn't have led with that
1: yeah <laughs> uh, i mean they tried right it didn't work out
3: yeah.
1: um instead of the villains or heroes you know the heels or faces they were like those tweeners the in between they pulled pranks and hijinks on both villains and fan favorites alike during a promo on the may 27 1999 edition of thunder conan specifically you, you had to squeeze conan in here didn't you trust, the so Stranger,
3: so locals forever.
1: <laughs> there it is <laughs> billy kidman and kevin nash for watching his back Mentioning that some people thought the young WCW stars weren't good enough, Conan stated they were filthy animals and were out for new and old blood. The filthy animals Both were dogs. officially named so on August sixteenth, nineteen 1999 edition of WCW Monday Nitro as Mean Gene Oakland interviewed Billy Kidman in the ring with me, Kidman G. stating a new... What are you trying friend, to tell
2: me? Are you telling me you're, you guys are filthy animals? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: oh, I can see Jimmy it in my head. Guerrero and Conan... Yeah were just a bunch of filthy animals who hung out both on and off the you camera. You.
2: you remind me of filthy animals.
1: Yep. And that's what we'll be called, scene going forward. Memorable shtick. <laughs> while with the filthy animals, including his famous fake chair knockout, he would knock out his opponent. Or he would knock his opponent out with a chair while the referee was distracted, then draped the chair on their unconscious body, pretending to be knocked out himself, Usually with the referee turning around just in time to see his opponent waking up, wondering why they were holding a chair and getting disqualified.
2: I forgot that he actually did the fake chair thing in WCW before WWF. Yeah,
1: yeah. The big one you hear, you, you remember is um against Angle. It's well,
2: always such Engel's, a good right, idea. He
1: Angle's the shoe. Oh damn it! Um yeah, uh, and
0: th- this,
2: actually, this and sadly enough, actually, he used that uh, very uh, angle or the fake chair thing in his very last yeah. televised match ever against Mr. Anderson. Oh, no way! Uh, uh, yeah
1: bad's all about, because it's time for the filthy animals. No respect, no remorse. Frankly, we just don't give them. Watch it, Billy. This is family hour, man.
0: Show a little respect, you filthy animal. Anyway, what Kidman was trying to say is that, just please give us
3: a chance because if the opportunity is given to us
1: we are just gonna hump you like the dogs that we are
2: or he's mr kennedy at the time excuse
1: me they would ultimately yeah. disband after eddie left for the wwf in early 2000 in addition to why? wcw going out of business in early 2000
2: why that's not a good reason
1: <laughs> a fashion, yeah, yeah well, keep you, it going the company ended. what's what the problem doing? i don't understand oh, you so you just won't commit, bro.
0: You mean they sold 100 tickets to a 2,000 seat arenas towards the end, and <laughs> they were just like DMs, uh, right? But with, uh, honestly, this episode makes me uh, my my brilliant idea is you make wrestling WWE should make and uh, pro wrestling t shirts. I think they do it is they should make. T- uh, our archive designs to go and print at the ready. So we're talking what,
1: about this over whatever.
0: Over, so yeah. if you imagine if like filthy animal shirts, like every single shirt they ever had, like back in the day, you order it, you print it at the ready. You'll pay a little more premium. Like I would, you know, I would wear an x Factor t-shirt. I'm not yeah, lying.
3: Do you guys? Yeah. Do you guys, like what the do fuck do you is x Like you know
1: um, I, I saw, you know, it's so low. Remember it. it's stupid. Not, you know, the, you know, the, Joy <laughs> Disneyland? I can't, it's a, it's, it's like planet pizza or whatever it is. I can't remember the name of it, but it doesn't matter but they have t-shirts that you can buy like offline basically um, for that pizza place at Disneyland that nobody eats. It's gross. It's not good.
3: But yeah. they have
1: planet pizza shirts and I saw like 50 people wearing them at Disneyland. That's the kind of underground swell that you want. And there's so much of that to your point, Craig, I, I would, I would buy so many shirts if I, if yeah. you can just, you saw the print. Okay. I want to buy the print and I put it on myself. Even show me the print. I'll put it on a stupid shirt myself.
0: Actually that's true but, too.
2: Yeah. And the Jilly ones. Like, Greg said it before. Past, I'd wear Tito Santana. I would totally yeah. get a Tito Santana t-shirt. Dude, the
0: old 80s, like, the ones where Shane <laughs> and Stephanie wearing? are, like, no. seven.
1: Yeah.
2: The, yeah, oh yeah they're posing in the shirts. The Andre one with the big hand. The Don Morocco oh with, like, the band, the two band Don colors. Morocco. Oh, my God, yeah. Who wouldn't wear a Rick Martel shirt?
1: Come on. Dude, it, it,
0: it, just NWA, like, Force. old horsemen, like.
1: Yeah. My, yeah,
3: yeah, like, where it was just the generic, like, N dot, was, W dot, A dot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah like like a cream colored shirt with purple writing and you're like
1: okay yeah, yeah I, I, want really, that. I really i really do that. feel like people are missing like there's someone over there that's missing out and you don't have to like make the shirt you just have to have the print and have someone do the shirt like or just sell the print and if you sell the print then you'd be fine but i don't know i, I agree with you Craig. there's so much there it's just it seems like you just want to have something pre-made because it's cheaper. That's really the problem. I but- like having- what Craig
2: said, too. Yeah, you pay an extra 10 bucks. Who cares? I'll do it. If yeah. I really want a fucking Strikeforce t-shirt, I'll do it.
1: Because,
0: because someone you've watched, t- you so- someone you run into on the street that really connects like and knows, f- remembers yeah. X Factor, you're like, okay, fucking friends for life. They're like, if you remember X Factor, like like,
2: they would look at me and they'd be like, Killer Bees? I'd be like, Killer Bees. Killer Bees. Be like,
0: okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I bought
1: a Bloodsport t-shirt at Target and I bought it. And every time I wear the Bloodsport t-shirt, people are like, eh? eh?
2: Yeah, people are like, I know what you're
1: it's, doing. It's Robin down in the I middle of a roundhouse kick, and it says Bloodsport mm-hmm. on it. And it's the best thing ever. It was, like 10, it was like 10 bucks. I don't even know how I found it. But like every time I wear that shirt outside, people were like, ah, yeah, Bloodsport. Okay.
0: I'm it's sorry to bother you. Things like- Is that an Iron Mike Sharp t-shirt?
3: Like, yes. <laughs>
1: yes sir it is, <laughs> is i wasn't aware that i wasn't yes, aware that sd yes. uh,
3: special delivery yes. jones had merch but, oh uh, my but god. i still
2: feel so. i still feel that even if SD you went jones. into a wrestling crowd and you and you wore an outback jack shirt they'd be like why why'd, why'd you buy that it's, you'd still get that I think. <laughs> outback why, why Jack is that? perfect yeah, i'll do i'll wear York foundation t-shirt are you shitting me oh
3: my First, god i, a varsity, I, I always love the varsity Barcy club. club
2: oh yeah varsity club hell yeah that end ended stupid response. NWO t-shirt. so stupid. Or losers. a DM,
3: dumb oh my God, Losers.
2: <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> there will be more parts. There will be a part four of Forgotten Factions. There's a ton of Forgotten Factions out
1: there. Right. One, yeah, one, I only wanted two, one, to do a three
2: at this time because, a I I just I like to keep them short and tight and sweet. Like a tiger. So that's why I only do three. I'm going to make you want more.
1: There you go. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast. Or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel. On social media, uh Jess will kill you if you don't follow him on Instagram or Twitter oh, at owp oh, 20 You?
2: I don't care. Or on <laughs> Facebook at
1: Our Wrestling Podcast.
2: <laughs> fuck off! I don't oh.
1: care. For Jess, Cram, we... Joe, this is Dave with the OWP signing off. Jess loves you. <laughs> Have a good
3: one.
1: <laughs> 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 Do you really a slave? I won't have the free up my final choice. Doesn't this don't be on the lightning count. Do you double name This world is you to